Cop 92.3, the rock station. So I've been talking about it all afternoon. Um, Mr. One of the hardest working guys in rock, Mr. Baron Von Storm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, it's, it's AKA Matt Sorum. Uh, thank you for uh, coming onto the show, dude. No worries, man. I'm heading your way across the desert. Nice. So, so uh, I'm gonna, first gonna be there tonight. Yeah, actually, uh, first of all, let me congratulate you, dude, on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. And uh, you know, it's 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 good to see a, one of the good guys get in there. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of good guys in there, but it's it's really good to see a really genuine, down to earth dude get in there that really deserves it. Well, I appreciate it. I've had a good career, and, you know, I'm, I'm lucky I made the cut because, uh, you know, we didn't know what was happening when we got inducted and who was going to get in and all that. So basically, uh, the original bands, you know, uh, Slash, Duff, Axel, Izzy, Steven Adler, and then the other two guys they inducted were myself and, and Dizzy Reed. So that's the seven guys that are getting in. I mean... I know a lot of people probably know the, the the history, maybe what's going on with Axel, but you know he's been out playing with a whole bunch of different guys. So everyone was kind of like, "Well, who's all getting in?" And basically, it's the guys that played on the record twenty years ago. You know, that's so. and, and that's good to see that man. It's really really good to see that. But other than that, you're dude. You have your hands, like I said a little while ago, one of the hardest working guys in rock and music, probably. I mean, you got uh, Diamond Baby. I just kind of met, uh, kind of uh, talked. Well. Mentioned that right now with the Baron Von Storm. Um, I saw the video for that, The Last Rock Starts. It's a cool video, man. I like it. I'm digging it a lot. Um, of course, you know, you're doing some producing with Amanda Seyfried, uh, working with Cherie Curry. You got the School of Rock TV show. And you're actually going to be playing Saturday in, um, here in Vegas with right. uh, Frankie Perez, who's in Camp Freddy with you. Well, yeah, Frankie Perez actually is an amazing singer, and I think Las Vegas is really lucky to have him, but Frankie was a guy that was in a band called Scars on Broadway with some of the guys from System of the Down. And what happened was, when Velvet Revolver lost Scott Weiland, Frankie was one of the first guys we tried out. And we were going to use Frankie as for Velvet Revolver singer, and then something happened kind of in the interim there where everyone didn't quite agree, and Frankie just remained my friend, and I don't know if anyone's seen my band Camp Freddy, but I have a band with Camp, uh, called Camp Freddy with Dave Navarro, and so I just started inviting Frankie to do that, and we started playing in Vegas a lot and stuff like that, and a lot in L.A. and New York, and Frankie, Frankie ended up putting his own thing together and was playing out of Red Rocks uh, on Saturday night, so he invited me out this Saturday, so I'm going to go jam with him. That's, dude, I've seen his show a few times, and... He is definitely one of those very underrated, not just like local guys, but singer, period. Like yeah. he, he reminds me of a younger Joe Cocker. Yeah, that's right. He, he's got that he's got that old school sensibility, you know, from a younger guy. I mean, he reminds me of like Joe Cocker, Black Crows, kind of bluesy rock singer, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For those who have never seen him, Frankie Perez has this real spastic type movement. Like he gets so involved into the into the songs that he's singing, whether it's a cover or an original, or whatever. And he just balls out, just is going at it, man. And it's it's uh, I'm I'm actually kind of excited to see you come in and jam with them, man. I've seen some other people jam with them before. Um, yeah. I think, uh, Sebastian Bach was here, I think, like last month, I think. But to have like um, 
like a, a another like musician, you know, come in and jam with them the whole time. I think that's gonna be a, it's gonna be good times over yeah. at uh, the Rocks Lounge. Yeah, man. So come on by, check it out. I mean, Frankie does a lot of original stuff, but we're probably gonna kick down some uh, some Sabbath, and maybe we'll play a little ACDC and some Guns N' Roses and. You know, some black crows, whatever. Um, Thank you. So I posted on Facebook today that I'm going to be talking to you, and I asked uh, the listeners to, you know, what uh, a question they want me to ask you. So uh, one of the questions was, out of all the bands you've played in, which has been the most enjoyable slash fulfilling slash least drama? <laughs> well, they've all had drama. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit but, of some of them. <laughs> but I think that, which, that, in a way, that's what makes a great rock band, you know? I mean, without sort of like this, cast of characters you know it doesn't make things interesting and we've always had a cast of characters but I gotta say Velvet Revolver for me was probably the highlight of my career because um, number one it was probably the first band I was an original member of the Colt I replaced the drummer Guns N' Roses I replaced the drummer even though I was in Guns N' Roses at the height of Guns N' Roses playing yeah. stadium but for me, Velvet Revolver was really a, my band. I was an equal member. I, uh, you know, I went up and picked up the Grammy that I, you know, we, I never won a Grammy. I won my first Grammy with, uh, with Velvet Revolver. But, you know, I mean, um, I played with so many great musicians over the years and I've had, and that's really kind of what I'm about. That's why I like to go jam with Frankie and I have Camp Freddy and I do my own thing a lot. Mm. But I've had an amazing career. I've been very blessed to be in three amazing rock bands. I think the Cult was a great time as well, and it really was my first big, big band. And then Guns N' Roses, of course. But I have to say Velvet Revolver just because um, more of you know an equal thing with me being in the band and all. Uh, speaking of, uh, you guys did a show for the Love You Madly Benefit show for John O'Brien. Um, yeah. Which I, I knew about the show. I knew it was going to happen. I was like thinking should i go down to hollywood and go check it out but I, I i ended up not going but like everybody everyone that i knew else that was wondering who's gonna sing who's you know this that and the other and then a lot of people were surprised when scott wyland showed up on stage uh, so is scott back with velvet revolver is his search still on you know what uh, well you know slash is so busy you know slash has been the hardest guy to pin down um because he's got his own thing and i think in slash's defense you know at first, I was like, well, Scott seems like he's willing to maybe go play again. But Slash has got another record done. He's going to tour. And in Slash's defense, Slash has been through so much kind of crap with singers. For him to go out and tour on his own and be in control is really sort of what he's, what he's into. It's his priority right now, huh? Well, I don't know if it's as much his priority, but I just think it's a lot easier for him in, in his headspace. Yeah. And I, I understand that because... Like you said, being in a band, when you te tend to deal with a lot of drama and kind of stuff going on within the band, you know, Slash is like, well, I can go tour on my own. I can play, you know, whatever songs I want to play, and people still come see me, you know. And I, I think I, we all have to give them the right to do that, to kind of, like, go out there and, and have fun doing that. And then at some point, who knows what will happen with all Revolver. We haven't, we haven't closed the door on it because it's not a thing that we really want to break up. But at the same time, we haven't found the right guy. And to to, to go back with Scott is, well, you know, it's, it's, it's like a little bit of dangerous territory. I mean, I love the guy. He was in really good form. 
on uh, on the gig that we did for John O'Brien. But but you know the the chemistry as a band is great on stage, but backstage wasn't great. So. so but I think I think for me it's like I'm at a certain age now where it's like I want to be able to go out and play music, have a really good time doing it. If I make some money, that's great too. Yeah. But the main thing is. I don't really want to deal with too much crap anymore. I think we're all getting a little too, too old to like want to like be. You know, we're not twenty anymore. So yes. it's going out there and going out there and having to deal with a bunch of you know kind of crap is is not really where our headspace is at. And and you know what, man, you guys and and I totally understand that. I see a lot of bands, you know, say, you know what, I'm done with the with the to- I'm done with the whole touring madness, you know, and stuff like that. It's even gone down, it's kind of trickled down to the younger bands that are like, you know what, I want to be in it for the long run. I want to be like that that Mick Jagger. I want to be the Steven Tyler, you know. I want to be in it for the long run, not just for a quick good time. So I see a lot of bands now, you know, saying, you know, kind of keeping clean and, and, you know, you know, just being a family guy if they have families type thing you know what I mean I mean you gotta give it to bands that like, like Metallica that have kept together all these years or Aerosmith you know what I mean yeah. people don't understand I mean they think well you're in a band you're out playing it must be great everyone's getting laid you must be a party but you know there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that people you know there's business there's there's managers there's there's stuff so it's like the business part of it is not the fun part. The, the the fun part is playing and getting on stage, and the business stuff really, really kind of screws up the whole scenario. But um, unfortunately, but a lot of these great bands like U2 and Aerosmith and Metallica and all these guys that have been able to keep it together, you know, have been able to sit down and work out those differences. And unfortunately. Some people don't want to work out those kind of things. Yeah. So it's just, some people grow at a different pace than others, you know? Definitely, definitely. It's like people keep asking me about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I'm really like the last guy to ask, you know what I mean? I'm like, I was a guy that joined Guns N' Roses. I was lucky to get the gig, and I was sort of there to be a service to the rest of the band. And the band is Axl Rose, and it's Slash, and Duff McKagan, and Izzy Stradlin. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, was I in the band? Sure. You know, I can go, hey, I was in Guns N' Roses at the height of Guns N' Roses. But when it comes down to making the decisions, you know, I was the last guy to hear about it. So yeah. when people ask me, I go, to be honest with you, I really don't know what's going to happen, you know? <laughs> I just don't know. Will I be there and be available for whatever happens? Yeah. And at the same time, I would like to see Steven Adler up there. You know? Yeah, you know, I saw you guys at the Vegas Rocks Music Award here in August uh, with Gilby, and I was like, and when I saw Steven show up, I'm like, oh wow, this is kind of cool, but kind of odd. Like, this is these are two drummers from GNR, like you know, right here. So did yeah. did you guys uh, cross paths? You guys get along? Do you guys talk or? We are getting along now, which is great because there was a lot of years where I think, and I've said this in the press before, I was sort of like the guy that was having sex with his ex girlfriend. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like you don't like the guy at all because you don't know him, you know, but yeah. it still pisses you off. It's like, oh, he's, you know, he's with my old lady kind of thing or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I think once he got to know me, he realized that I wasn't there to, like, you know, come over or whatever. And 
uh, if it wouldn't have been me, it would have been some other guy. You yeah, know what I mean? Totally. It's like it's like he was out of the band. It's like I think people maybe that are GNR fans in the original lineup have to kind of look at it that way. It's like you know, Guns and Roses would have either either imploded completely after Stephen, or someone would have come and replaced him. But you know, there was about three or four guys they tried out before me, and luckily I was the guy that sort of stepped into. Uh, you know, that position. But after all, after a lot of years and a lot of sort of like healing for Steven, he was able to sort of accept the fact that, you know, that's the situation. And like, you know, and I've always supported him in the fact that I said in the press a few times, I thought if Guns N' Roses got back together, you know, it'd be cool if I played the Usual Illusion stuff and he played the Appetite stuff. Yeah. And if he was, if he was healthy enough to do that, you know, I would I would support him on that. To me, it's not about the money because if it ever if it does if it does come down and someone which I don't want to tell you what the offers have been, mm. but I know they're in the multi multi million range, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if I was asked, what would I say? Probably, you know, yes. But you know, uh, Stevens uh, in line for that before I am, so, but as far as, like, GNR and the, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, me and him are gonna go there together, we, I, I said I'd meet him there, That's and awesome. we'd hang out, and, you know, it's part of our life, you know, it's part of what we've done, what we've accomplished, and, um, he was there for the beginning, you know, and I was the guy that came in and, you know, basically, uh, went out there and helped you know, send send the GNR message to the rest of the world. You know, so. yeah, help carry that torch, keep it keep it going. Yeah. So, well, man, dude, thanks a lot again, Camp. I mean, excuse me again, you jamming with Frankie Perez tonight. Uh, excuse me, Saturday night, Rock's Lounge at Red Rock Station uh, this Saturday. Doors are at ten. It's free to get in. So. Oh, cool! It is. It's a free show, dude. I mean, what uh, Vegas is the home of like free stuff. Well, then you better come out because I'll be mad if the place is half full. <laughs> there you go, dude. I'm going to come by there on Saturday, and I'm going to come say what up to you, okay? Yeah, we're going to tear it up. All right, dude. Thanks for calling in, and uh, have a safe trip out here. Thanks, bro. All right, man. Bye. Take it easy.